Praise the Lord. 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 Come on. Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Come on. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Come on. Stand to your feet this morning. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. If you're happy to be in the place of where Jesus is, come on. Hallelujah. Glory to God.
believing that God you have said in your word that if we ask anything in your name according to your will you will hear us and God we believe that God your word cannot return void touch and agree to every heart that is yet here who has a need God we may not address every single need specifically but you know them by look at the cry and the plea within their spirit and you can teach, you can reach them wherever they are. And those who are watching us, I pray you reach them. Oh, God, we have a burden for our online congregation from near and far. God, we're touching and agreeing on their behalf. And we are play, praying, Lord God, for those, Lord God, right here and their extended family. Lord God, this is a great family to be a part of because we are here to do wonders. We're here to, do, we're here to see signs and fulfill the call of God upon this church. We pray that you move by your spirit, that you have moved already, and we plead that, God, it shall be done in Jesus' name. Let's put our hands together. Let's lift our voices unto the Lord. Let's sing unto God, who's been great to us, in Jesus' name. Oh, you. 
Sanctuary. Can we just lift our hands and just worship the Lord this morning? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We magnify you, 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we honor you this morning, oh God. We honor you this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. There is a spirit of worship in this place this morning. Amen. And if we could just hold tight and just let the Lord just wrap his hand around us this morning. He will transform us. He will change us. Hallelujah. Amen. Lord bless you. You may be seated if you can. Amen. Amen. Praise God. We want to take this time. Amen. To worship everyone in the house of God that is here this morning. So honored to have everyone to praise and to magnify the Lord with us. We're truly serving an awesome God. And nothing more than in a place where you can just feel the Lord's hands around you. Where you can just wrap his hands around you. You can just feel close to him. If there's ever a time we need to draw closer to the Lord is now. You know, with all the turmoils and the things that are happening in our world today. And, you know, people are looking elsewhere for an answer and asking the question, why? You know, but this morning, if you just make up your mind, you know, to turn to the Lord this morning, the Lord will wrap you in his arm. Amen. Our online congregation, we welcome you. Thank you for tuning, out, tuning in with us this morning. Amen. And for everyone that is here, we warmly welcome you this morning. Continue to worship the Lord with us. Brother Thomas, come with a few announcements. Amen. Morning, church. We spent months working on the church app. We also spent some time uh, renovating, not renovating, but reorganizing our website. One of the things that we've been trying to do is get people to go there and visit there because everything about us is right there. A couple of weeks ago, Pastor was talking about this card that we've distributed and we're sending out to people to invite guests. There's no address on here. It's intentional. We want you to steer them to the website. We want you to say, yeah, explain where we are and all that, have some talking points, but tell them, go to the website. Everything about us is right there. Please do so. Second thing I'd like to share with you today is that uh, next Sunday is a special day. And not that every Sunday isn't a special day, but next Sunday we've got a couple of good things going on. One is that it's Mother's Day. And we're going to celebrate all the mothers, and, and uh, we will always do something special. We always do that. Second thing we're doing is we're honoring our nurses and healthcare workers. We've done that annually now for quite a while. And so there's a few who are both mothers and nurses. And so we're going to have an uh, extra special day for you, but it'll be a nice day. Uh, the second thing I'd like to tell you about is that we have a calendar item for you to think about. Uh, July the 30th will be our um, annual picnic. It's uh, one of our biggest outreach um, events, uh, Hamilton Veterans Park. We were, we were trying to get into uh, Mercer County Park. Uh, they had some issues there with their registration, so we decided to go to places where we've been before, and then we'll go to the same place. We all know that uh, North Pavilion really well. It's a great site. However, we need you to bring some people. We'd love to have people come with us. It's the whole idea is to share. What's that? It's the South Pavilion? Online congregation, it's the South Pavilion. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Brother D. Brother D's in the front seat, and he's in charge of the, of the picnic organization. I mistyped the words. 
Last thing I wanted to share is that there was uh, a group of us that were here yesterday, uh, and we were um, getting ready for an outreach event. Uh, we went out last two weeks ago, and we went to um, a large area, Walmart, here in Hamilton, and we did some outreach there. Yesterday, we talked about the reorganization we want to do for going forward. Uh, we would love to have more of you involved with us. Just to share with you the vision, we intend to have some teams. Um, to start with, we're going to have a team that will be in Trenton. We'll have another team that will be in Hamilton. We were talking about this yesterday, the five points, which is right outside this door, and all these roads that go all over the, the, uh, the community. We want to have a Ewing team. We want to have a Burlington team. We want to have all kinds of teams that we go out on the same day and do what we're planning to do. Come see us, and we'll talk about it. And uh, we'd love to have you join us. The next event is going to be on May the 14th. At nine, we'll be here at 9 o'clock. We'll have prayer, and then we'll go out into the community. Yesterday, we went to um, Food Bazaar. One member of the team had not been to Food Bazaar before. I took him in and showed him the fish market. <laughs> and, and that was an eye-opener. Have a great day. Thank you, Brother Tom, for your announcement. Amen. It's indeed an honor to stand here one more time to worship the Lord. Truly, oh, God is so great. Um, you know, while Brother Tom was making the announcement, I'm there thinking about our family picnic that's coming up, you know, which is a grand time that we always look forward to having on a yearly basis. And we love to see everyone that is here, our online congregation, everyone that is here. We have more than enough space to have fun fellowship, social distancing, and everything to come out and just have a good time in the Lord. Amen. It's always an honor to be there, worshiping the Lord, get the, you know, Brother Darrell is good getting the, the, the grill going, and, you know, it's all, you know, you know, I don't think last year Pastor was on the grill, but Darrell got it going, so this year hopefully Pastor will be on the grill. Amen. Get him back where he belongs. Amen. But, you know, so, so while, while, you know, I was there, uh, it, Brother Tom was making his announcement. I'm there saying, you know, everyone that is here this morning, you sacrificed to be here. And we commend you. We thank you, online, online congregation. You didn't have to wake up this morning to tune in, but you tune in to us this morning. We thank you for your sacrifice for, you know, being on the service this morning. And for everyone, we commend you. We thank you for being here this morning. Everything that we do in life, we have to make a sacrifice. Nothing in life comes easy. You know, Pastor was up here preaching this morning, and, um, you know, I, I stood there. And, um, you, you, you know, there, there are times when you hear a good word, and when you hear a good word, it just rips you apart, you know, uh, on the spiritual sense and on the natural sense. And when, when, you, when you hear the message preach, and, you know, it, it, it cuts you, you have nothing else to do than to pray and cry. And, you know, sometimes you say, you know, you're a man. You just got to suck it up. I don't cry. But it, it don't work like that. You know, if, if you're genuinely passionate about something and you're seeing the sacrifice that you make, you're going to cry when you see, man, what I'm doing at the end of the day, it was worth it. Amen. So, you know, I, I commend our pastor for pouring out his heart and preaching the way he's been preaching. We pray God continue to bless you. Continue to use you to continue to do what you're doing. And, you know, we're so honored to have the man of God that, you know, that God led to us to carry on this work that is in this area. So, you know, be supportive to it. Um, be supportive to the man of God and his family and to our congregation. We need everyone to be a part of what God is doing in this hour. 
No one will be leaving behind. We want you to be a part of the miracle. We want you to be a part of God's blessing. There's a songwriter said, what God has for me, it is for me. God uh, led you to be here, and it's, it's God's will for you to be here this morning. We thank you for being here. So, you know, leave me no other thought just to say it's offering time. Amen. Amen. It's another time where we, you know, give our worship back unto the Lord. So we want you to be blessed this morning. Amen. If you have, um, you know, want to, you know, want to give to our reach program that we're currently having. We're in the process of um, trying to acquire a building which can be any day now. We, the building cost us $1.7 million. We need $500,000 just to sign off on that lease. And if we can get, you know, that 500000 fat, that's a building, 17,000 square footage. Amen. We want you to be a part of the miracle, a part of the investment where your family will be blessed, where you can get married, your children can be dedicated, you can bring your family, and you can just have a great time worshiping the Lord. So if you want to be a part of our miracle this morning, a part of the blessing, you know, be a supporter. You can see one of the ushers, they have the reach envelope. If you have, you know, a check that you want to write this morning, 500000 would gladly appreciate it. Online congregation, just let us know if you want us to come and pick it up. We'll make arrangements. Amen. Amen. But we're serious about what we're doing for the Lord. Amen. So be a part of the blessing and what God has in store. We're going to invite you if you can stand with us. Stand. Amen. As we continue to worship the Lord. Amen. Father God, we love you. We thank you for what we have already felt in the service, O oh God. We give you all the glory and all the honor, Lord God. As we're about to receive this morning's offering, we ask your blessing upon every givers. Bless those who have to give, those who have not likewise. Make a way so they can too, they too can receive your blessing. We give you glory and all the honor as we continue to worship you in the mighty name of Jesus. Remember, if you're giving it online, you can go to app. The dollar sign CCC 2711. And for PayPal, you can go to the at sign Christ Center Church. We have electronic payment there. And we have ushers in the, in the front. Feel free to worship the Lord with us as we continue to uh, receive the Lord's blessing. Amen.
Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, clap our hands unto the Lord. He's worthy of all the praises. He's worthy of all the honor. He's worthy. Jesus is worthy. Lord, we bless your name. Your name is good. Your name is great and greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. Oh, what a glorious day it is to be in the house of the Lord. I like what I feel, and I feel what I like. God is good. Amen. We're grateful and thankful unto him this morning. He woke us up, started us on our way, and allowed us to be in our right mind that we're able to come into the house and be together and be able to worship him together and have an encounter with him today. Just by way of an additional announcement or additional announcements. Uh, this Saturday morning at 8 a.m. is our prayer breakfast. We will pray from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. And after our prayer, we will get some breakfast. And while we're eating breakfast, I'll do some teaching. And we pray God will help us on that. So show up 8 a.m. or a little bit before then. And um, we should be completely through by 9.45. So um, set your um, calendar, your clock, and um, let's get together Saturday morning for prayer. Prayer is essential. We cannot be successful Christians if we're not praying Christians. Amen. Also, our ladies' conference for our district is May 12th. Today is the first day of May. Welcome into the month of May. Amen. And so, ladies, May 12th, is your uh, ladies conference it's um, hosted by the district north central jersey district and we need you to register asap on eventbrite and so if you have not yet registered lady please get registered we want to see you at the ladies conference and june 10th 2022 um, and 11th i guess it rolls into 11th there's a men's retreat for our men in our district and we want you to get registered for that, and you can do so on the district website, ncjdupci.org, and it gives you the opportunity to register for event, and you want to register, click on that, and register for the men's retreat, and that's June 10th and 11th. I registered my last born and myself a few days ago, so we're all set and ready to go, and so we look forward to being at the district men's Retreat. Somebody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Also, we have some guests with us this morning. And, you know, we love to have guests because we believe that you didn't just happen to be here this morning. And as much as you um, woke up this morning and says, I'm going to that church, however, you know, you were invited or whatever way um, you were given direction to get here, uh, we believe all of it was orchestrated by the Lord Jesus Christ. So if you ever or never um, understand how God can work in our lives, these are some ways that he works. And so you're here this morning because God was working in your life. And God worked in your life plenty of times where you don't really know he's working. And so you ended up here this morning because God is working in your life. He wanted you to be here. And he used the individual or individuals that were used by him to invite you, to encourage you, to direct you, to give you an invitation and that's why you're here this morning. So we welcome you, and it's our high honor and privilege to have you among us. 
And if there's anything at all that we can ever do to help you in your walk in Jesus Christ, please don't hesitate to let us know. We will do all that we can to be a blessing and a support to you as you endeavor to know the Lord. Amen. So we want, um, when we call our guests, for them to just raise their hand that we can um, acknowledge them. Our first guest here, uh, 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 Brandon. Brandon. Amen. Brandon. How are you, Brandon? God bless you. Good to see you this morning. Amen. I'm very interested, Brandon, in you being here because um, Catherine came with her mother last week or a couple weeks ago. And so Catherine is telling me something without telling me something. (laughs) Brandon, I like to read in between lines because a lot of times we say a whole lot without saying a whole lot, you know. Well, we welcome you and Catherine brought you. So Catherine must think that this is a good place to be. And you must be special to Catherine. Hallelujah. Nobody brings just anybody to church with them. <laughs> Let me get out of their business. Y'all know I can meddle a lot. So I'm going to stay out of it, Catherine, but I can't help myself. Brandon, we welcome you. Hallelujah. And we also have Tommy. Tommy. I met you the other day, Tommy. Tommy. All right. Tommy. Tommy. It can't be Tommy. Tony, Tony, T-O-M-I, yeah, Tommy, why y'all want to get all technical, Tommy, nice to have you in the house, my Lord, Tommy, I appreciated meeting you the other day, and it was wonderful meeting you and all the crew that was at the table, we had a great time. I still laugh at the, all of you trying to walk around with the balloons like you're pregnant. Oh, man, that was such a good time. It was so silly. We had a great time. I, I enjoyed myself. Always love to be around uh, people with a little spirit, you know, people that like to have a good time. And um, Tommy and the crew, they had a great time. And um, Tommy, you might want to take a little bit of lessons from Catherine. Catherine was here a couple weeks by herself, well, with her mom. Then she, it was last week? Last week. She didn't waste any time. She rolled back up stronger than she came. No, but you can roll back up next week, baby. Just bring some company with you. All I'm saying, I'm done. I'm staying out of it. You, you can tell my dad I can't help myself. I'm staying out of it. I get into it, Tommy, and then I just move away from it. But y'all know what I'm saying. Hallelujah. I love people. And whatever I can do to just have a good time with y'all, that's just how I am, and that's what I'm going to do. So I enjoy having you all here this morning. We're going to get right into the Word of God. I will not keep you, or, well, we'll see what the Holy Ghost will do, because this morning the Holy Ghost just kind of do what the Holy Ghost do. And I don't know what's going on here. I, I, I don't have any control of what's going on. Once I get in the Word of God, it's between you and Jesus. What you have just experienced, that was just between me and you. Was me and you. I was talking to you. When I get into these scriptures and I begin to talk to you, that's between you and Jesus. I am just the instrument then, and God just going to do whatever He wants to do. Because this morning I had no control. I I couldn't do what I anything. I did nothing I wanted to do this morning as I stood before God's people, and now I'm standing before His people again. I am not doing anything. I am saying, Lord, I'm out of your way. I just I just made sure I said what's up to Brandon. And said, what's up to Tommy? And then that was me and told y'all about these other um, events that y'all need to attend. Now, 
Everything else that happens after this, talk to Jesus about it. Let's stand to our feet. <laughs> Matthew chapter 25, verse number 14. Amen. It's good to see everyone. Amen. I appreciate our, our online congregation. Amen. I always appreciate them. Uh, Mr. Paul Brantley and Miss Deborah Brantley. They are some of my favorite people in the world. I appreciate them and love them very much. And they're always a part. Amen. Whenever Paul Brantley miss um, a service, we miss him. He, you know, when you have that kind of personality, you can't miss and nobody notice. And he is faithful to attending service online. He lives in New York. And uh, I mean, um, Strong Island. He's way out in New York. He's just not at the border. He's in Strong Island. And so, you know, whenever he's not there, we miss him. We talk about him when he's not on. So we are just so grateful. He's trying to take over our online greeting. Like, we, you know, he comes on, good morning, everybody. You know, you want to take over the whole online greeting. Whenever you can't make it in the building, get online and, and, and link up with us, and you'll get to see the fun that they have online. It, it's wonderful, um, the congregation that is online. And amen. Rosalie, I, I'm, I'm not feeling you not being here, so you better tell me you have some symptoms or something. It better be symptoms that's keeping you away from here because I'm not happy. I need to see Rosalie in the house. You know, I carry around a little 357 for Rosalie, and I got two shotguns for my daughter. So, Rosalie, get in here. Amen. <laughs> uh, Sister Sophia Phillips, my girl, um, we might have to talk about it. I hope you're at work. That's why you're online. Sophia Phillips, she's, she's online. She better be at work, and she's sneaking a peek at work. <laughs> I know Sister Sylvia's sick, so she got to you know, recuperate at home. So that's cool with me. And um, um, some of the others, I know that they got to be where they are. But I greet everybody in the wonderful name of Jesus. Those of you that are here and those of you who are online, I'm grateful to be with you today. Matthew chapter 25, verse number 14, for the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Jump down to verse 24, same chapter. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee, that thou art an hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid, and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not, and gather where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have Put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received mine own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him which had ten talents. For unto every one that had shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that had not shall be taken away even that which he had. 
And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. And before him shall be gathered all nations. Somebody say all nations. And he shall separate them one from another as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. With the help of the Lord this morning, I will try to minister to you on this topic, vested, vested. Jesus, you are in control. I yield myself a willing vessel, a conduit, an instrument that you may work through. Anoint me and use me as your oracle to rightly divide the word of truth, to bring forth your word in a clear and concise and authentic and miraculous way, Lord God. I pray that every word spoken here will go into the hearing of each and every person here and those who have joined us online. Will you move upon us by your powerful spirit, Lord, that your presence will consume us. And that every need will be exceeded. You're not a God, oh God, that is going to come and just do just enough. You will exceed, oh God, our expectation. And I pray today, Lord, that before this service is ended, the power of God will fall in this place. And wherever we are, that's, oh God, listening and viewing this service, I pray that the power of God will fall as well right where we are. Have your way in this place, Lord God, as we call upon your name. Let there be healing and deliverance, salvation, and, oh God, the power of God to save. We praise you and honor you with these things we pray in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. You may be seated. IJ. IJ. You got new school parents. Come here. You got new school parents. But some of the old school parents... They'll tell you, I deal with their kids so hard that even the moms start crying. The other day, Karen admitted to me that one day I, gave, I, I got on CJ so hard that she was crying. She said, brother, what do you understand? When you were talking to CJ, I was crying. Hey, 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 I'm not done with you. Don't give your mom a hard time. I know new school parents don't do what the old school do, but I go to work. And if your mom say chill, you need to chill, bro. Now go back over there. Go. I'm not go. Don't look at me. You you want something? You want something? You want something? Because I'll take it off and give it to you. Let your mom and dad cry. Vested. You want to stay there? Stay there. Because you must think you can move me. You can't move me, bro. 
See that? See that? See what he go over there do? Put his head on his mommy lap. But before he was pushing her, trying to tell her to chill. Guess who's chilling right now? Because that's what I do, bro. I don't play them kind of games. As soon as they're ready to get a beating, woo! Ask Jordan. I ask Nasir. Ask them all. I lock them up in a room, close the door, nobody can run out. And it's me and you, no. It's me and you. You, you got some of those kind of beatings, Tommy? Yeah, that, we can't let those play out, man. I, nah, they not playing out. I remember one day, Nasir ran out of the house, Tommy. I got, I've got, I don't know, Jordan, they know how many. So um, my, the, the flight of steps that come from the top to the bottom is probably about 13, 14. I don't know. One day, I got the, um, the whip, the stick, the stick. There ain't no whip, stick, because I come hard. And I got the stick, Nasir saw it. And he knew I was getting ready to go to work. And as soon as I turned my back for a split second, dude jumped from all the way from the top, all the way to the bottom, no shoes on, ran out the front door, and ran down 33. Because I'm bringing the smoke. And as soon as Jordan was able to handle me, because he couldn't handle me when he was young, as soon as he was able to handle me, he getting handled. My poor daughter, y'all don't think I beat her. Oh, y'all don't think so? Ask her. Ask her what happened the other day. I love her to death, and she's the apple of my eye. But I'm, try, I'm trying my best to be like Jesus. <laughs> Ain't none of y'all not going to get whooped by Jesus. And he loves y'all more than anybody else. And my daughter, I love her more than anything else. But she's still getting a whooping, and she's wrong. She might not get it as, many, as many times as Jordan, but she getting it. I remember one time, my other son, Richard, he messed up. I told him to take off all his clothes. I was at work. Take off all your clothes so when I get home, you naked and I go to work. <laughs> he sat in the room naked, but naked, waiting for me to come home from work. And I went to work. All right, I'm back. 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 The text we just read in Matthew chapter 25, verse 14 and 15, it represents the Lord Jesus as the man traveling into a far country. And the servants who receive the talents are like us, his creation, his people. And so if you go back and look at that text to see the man who gave his servants talents and took a journey into a far country and he was going to stay a while. That's like Jesus leaving us and leaving the 12 disciples and leaving us and say, hey, I'll be back. I'm taking a journey. I'll be back in a while. But he gave us what we needed when he left. And we have what he has given us. And so here we are today. We have some things that God has given us. According to Merriam-Webster, the definition of vested is this. Fully and unconditionally guaranteed as a legal right, benefit, or privilege. Fully and unconditionally guaranteed as a legal right, 
benefit or privilege. What are you saying, preacher? The Lord Jesus has a fully and unconditionally guaranteed legal right to reap from our life the gifts, the talents, the treasures, and time he has given to us. He didn't just give us life to exist here on earth, but he also gave us gifts, talents, treasure, and time to profit him and for us to profit each other. The amount of gifts and talents and treasure and time that God gives each of us is exactly what we have the ability to handle. So God didn't give you any gift. He didn't give you any talent. He didn't give you any treasure and the time that you have. He didn't give you all of that and says, but I don't know how you're going to handle it. No, he gave it to you and he says, and I'm giving you the ability to handle all of what I've given you. So none of us will ever really have an excuse to say why we can't do something or why we can't do something because the bottom line is God gave us the ability to handle everything that we need to get handled. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. He knows what we can handle. He gave us the ability to handle them. Church, the Bible says in Colossians chapter 1, verse number 16, for by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether there be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. I got to tell you that Jesus, everything, talent you have, every gifts and treasure that you have, it comes from God. It is not yours. You don't have anything that you own. Everything comes from God. The Bible says the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Whatsoever you have, it's not your own. It's been given to you for you to be a steward, to handle it the way God says handle it. It's not for you to do whatever you want. You can't forget that when you were born, you were born with nothing. When you came in this world, you came in this world with nothing. Every person that came in this world, they came in and saw a world already established. They didn't do anything for the world to look the way it was. They didn't do anything to help make the world. The world was already established and put together when we all got here. Nothing we came in this world with. We came in with nothing. So what do you think is really yours? Everything about your life should be about stewardship. If that word is too fancy, everything about your life should be about being a supervisor. You understand that word? Because you had a supervisor at some point in time on your job. The Lord Jesus is fully vested in us, and we are lawfully, biblically required to render due benevolence or what his investment in us requires. Y'all quiet. I understand. I know for many of us, we prefer not to accept this truth because it makes us responsible to do what is required of us by the Lord and not to do whatever we wish. 
And so we, as a people and a society today, we want to just do what we want. Let me just do me. This is why I don't want to come to church, because I don't want nobody telling me what to do. I just want to do me. Well, I'm here to tell you this morning, if doing you doesn't include what God says to do, then you might want to rethink that. Because we can't live this life just trying to do us. As a matter of fact, I told him this morning, I said, take it from someone that has lived to 53 years, going on 54 years old. When you get to middle age, as they like to deem it in this life, you have seen a whole lot, but you are experiencing things on the other side that younger people don't know. So they say you are at, let me say it this way, they said you are at your most intelligent state in life, probably between 45 and 55. Yes. Now, I'm not telling you not smart every time. I'm just saying you you are at your most brilliant state of mind and intelligence between 45 and 55, maybe up to 60 in this day and age. But that's when you're at your very best because you have an understanding of the young, the middle age and a little bit of the old. When you're young, you only know what young is. That's all you know, but you act like you know everything. But when you're young, you only know what young people know. And I'm asking, and I say it all the time, young people, can somebody stand up and be smart and say, you know what? I'm going to learn from the old head mistake that I don't do that. So when I get to his age or her age, I will be a lot further than them because I took their advice and I was able to sidestep some of the stuff that they didn't sidestep. But y'all think, and we just, we, we are not even smart. We keep repeating the same thing over and over. All because I got to be me. I got to be me. And in, in actuality, you got to be who Jesus said you need to be, not be you. Jesus have a vested interest in you because he has put some stuff in you. He got some stuff in you. Ha. Oh, I can feel it in my spirit here this morning. Nobody is designed to not be successful. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. Everybody that is born into this world, the Lord had vested interest in you because he gave you what you needed to be successful. If we're not successful, it's because we're trying to do things without the Lord. If we're not successful, it's because we're trying to use what he has given us without checking with him. How can you fail when if you check with the one that gave you your talent, if you check with the one that gave your gifts, if you check with the one that gave you all that you need, I'm sure he will show you how to use it. But if you take what he has given you, you're going to wonder why am I not successful like I think I should be. We read in Matthew 25, 24, where it says, Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, harsh, stern, cold, strict. That's what he's saying. The Lord is harsh. The Lord is stern. The Lord is cold and strict. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. Reaping where thou hast not sown and gathering where thou hast not strawed. 
What the servant was saying essentially was this. I knew thou was one whom it was impossible to serve. One whom nothing would please. Exacting what was impractical and dissatisfied with what was attainable. There are many who secretly think God is a hard master. There are many who think that whatever you do, you can never please God. So what's the sense? I might as well don't even go down that road because it's too hard to serve God. But I'm here to tell you, you didn't know this. But living for God is easy, but living for the world is hard. I told, I tell this church all the time, I look older at 25 than I do at 54. How can you say that statement, preacher? Because when I was 25, 24, I got saved when I was 26 years old. When I was 25, 24, I was living according to the world. If you look at those pictures and you look at the pictures today, you'll say, whoo. Those pictures made me seem older than what I was. And today, the way I look is a whole Younger than what I was when I was 24 and 25. Why? The ways of this life, of this world is hard. It takes a toll on you. It will do damage to you. It will work you over that you will never understand. You will work so hard that you will feel like you are just, 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 just old and done and, and think that you're okay, but you're just done because this world will take its toll on you and make you look heavy and make you look tired and make you look weary. But if you live for gosh and bright you will look strong and you will have energy to do what God wants you to do I'm telling you the ways of God is easy but the ways of this world is hard told me I tell this story all the time but you never heard it so I can tell you I remember You sip all throughout the week. I got to tell y'all because sometimes y'all think the preacher don't even know what's going on. So you sip all throughout the week. You drink light throughout the week. Then as soon as you get close to the weekend, start hitting Friday. Well, Thursdays, I don't know if y'all still had this. Thursdays was ladies night. So whatever clubs that was doing good, um, Tony, you go there on ladies night, Thursday night. So when you really know what's going on, you go sit in the club on Thursday nights because, you know, the ladies are there on Thursday night. So you're sipping a little light. Friday, Buckwild, Saturday, Buckwild, Sundays is oldies, right? So so Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that's how you're hitting the spots, right? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you might stay home, watch the game, you know, a couple of beers and all that. But you hit it hard on the weekend. And I remember sometimes I hit it so hard on the weekend that on Sunday when I wake up, no church, obviously, I'm not saved. I wake up on Sunday morning at church, ah, man, I can feel the effects of Saturday night. And while I'm laying on my back in my bed, I tell myself this, Tommy, I'm good today, man. I'm not messing. I'm not touching nothing today. I'm good. I'm good. Nah, you know, just going to relax, chill. And I lived in the basement of my mom's house. All of a sudden, this is what I hear. Yo! That's how we call our, our boy. Yo! Then I hear him. That was the knock on the basement window. And the, yo! My friends don't ring the doorbell. Knock on the basement window. Yo! Go out, we stand outside, we, we, we chop it up a little bit. Before, before you know it, all right, meet you around, wherever we're going to meet, we, get, we head in the liquor store to get a case. We get in the case. 
I thought you just laid in your bed, Wayne, and said you're good today. Yeah, I know I just said that. But now we got a case, and we somewhere chilling in the park with the case, you know, had the car doors open, playing some nice sounds, watching the girls go by, and the case of beer, you know, we just drinking and just chilling, and I didn't plan on doing that. But the ways of the world is hard. You be thinking that you got control of it, but it got control of you. You think you got it handled, but it got you handled. You think you can do whatever you say you're going to do, but it control you. The ways of the world is hard, but the ways of God is easy. No matter what you think, living for God only becomes hard because you're trying to do both. When you're trying to live for God and you're trying to live for the world at the same time, trying to please yourself, it becomes hard. But if you make up in your mind and say, God, I'm living for you, I'm giving my all to you, then it becomes easy because you're not struggling and fighting with other things from our world. But if you will just live for him, you will not struggle in the ways to live for him. I'm not telling you things won't be hard. It's still going to be easier than what you will experience living in the world. Our life needs to be a life that is owed to God. We, we need to live our life like it's owed to him. There are many who secretly think God is a master that is hard. And they virtually throw on him the blame of their unfruitfulness. Church. You don't have to be unfruitful if you don't want. God designed you and created you to be fruitful. If you're not being fruitful, it's because you've been doing your own thing. The only, the only way to be fruitful is to follow the Lord and obey him. Then you will be fruitful. So I'm here to tell you this morning, if you feel like you have not been fruitful, I need you to say, God, it is not your will that I stay unfruitful. It is not your will that a, 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 a fruit tree grow up and produce no fruit. Can you imagine a pear tree grow and it's a big, mature pear tree and nothing is on it? Can you imagine a pineapple tree, an orange tree? It's growing. And it's mature and it looks like it's ready to produce and nothing. That's a lot of people walking around. That's a lot of people walking around. But here is the good news for your church. All you have to say is, God, I heard your word this morning. I heard what you're saying to me, and I can acknowledge that I'm not fruitful. I'm not producing good fruit like I'm supposed to. I acknowledge that, Lord. So now what do you want me to do, Lord? Because I don't want to remain that way. I don't want to remain fruitless. I don't want to remain unproductive because you have invested in me what you wanted to, and I don't want you to show up, and I have nothing to show for it after you have invested in me. Our excuses do not prevent the Lord's judgment. Our excuses do not prevent the Lord's judgment. When, we get, when, when he gave us the gifts 
talents, treasure, and time. He anticipated all the circumstances and all the challenges we would face, but he gave us the ability to still thrive with all the challenges, to still thrive with all the circumstances, not to mention, he says, I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. And so he has equipped us to thrive in any circumstance, to thrive in any difficulties, because he's equipped us to do it. And when the struggle comes where you can't handle it, he steps right in. I got you. I got you. But the, the, the whole point is that we first must ask ourselves is, what am I doing to let the fruit, to let the gifts and talents that he has placed in my life to begin to bear fruit? Our excuses will not prevent the Lord's will not prevent the Lord's judgment. You want an example of that one? Genesis three and twelve. And the man said, The woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field upon thy belly shalt thou go and thus shalt thou eat all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow, and thy conception in sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. And unto Adam, he said, because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it curse is the ground for thy sake in sorrow shalt thou eat of all eat of it all the days of thy life thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to to thee and thou shalt eat the herb of the field in the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread till thou return unto the ground for out of it was thou taken and thus thou art and unto dust shalt thou return Did he hold back his judgment after Adam and Eve began to give an excuse? Did he say, oh, that's a great excuse. Let me just hold back. Yeah, yeah, I was going to bring judgment, but let me just stop because you know why? That's a really good excuse. You ready for another one? Exodus 3 and 11. And Moses said unto God, who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh? And that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt. A lot of people God is talking to trying to get you to go and be a witness. Trying to get you to serve him. And you doing the Moses right here. Verse 12. And he said, certainly I will be with thee. This is God telling Moses, don't even worry about it. Certainly I will be with thee. And this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, ye shall serve God upon this mountain. But Moses, watch chapter 4, verse 10. Here go Moses. This is Moses and God going back and forth. Here's Moses now in, verse, in chapter 4, verse 10. And Moses said unto the Lord, O oh my Lord, I am not eloquent. Neither heretofore nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant, but I am slow of speech and of a slow tongue. 
And the Lord said unto him, Who had made man's mouth, or who maketh the dumb, or deaf, or seeing, or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Now therefore go, and I will be with thy mouth, and teach thee what thou shalt say. God didn't tell him you can't go because you give me a good excuse. So what are we doing? What are we doing? God didn't tell Moses, okay, I'm not going to send you to deliver the children of Israel out of Egypt because you gave me a good excuse. He didn't tell Adam and Eve, oh, you know what? That's a good excuse because the devil, yeah, he ain't no good. And he was the one that tempted you to sin. So I'm not going to judge you. This is hard preaching, church. It's only hard preaching because, guess what? We are so consumed by the things of this life. And I told him this morning, I said, in this church, this man of God is not what you would call gifted to preach. So I'm not going to get up here and sing, preach to you and make you feel good. And you say, yeah, and you're shouting, yeah, and all of this stuff. I can't do that because I'm not gifted to do that. What I am standing before you and do is proclaim and declare the word of God to you. I am going to stay in this book and preach the word of God. And it's going to be hard for some of us because we're still trying to hold on to the word. But for us that want to serve God, we're going to say, preach the word, preach the word. I need to be convicted. I need to be challenged. I want to be changed because I want to do what God wants me to do. In this day and age, as I said, almost 54 years on this earth. So you got to give me a little lead way to understand that I've seen some of the change. Some of you may have seen it too. But I can clearly see how <laughs> the other day, the other day I met with someone and they turned me on to an app that's called Winolo. It probably stands for something. But Winolo is the app that once you sign up with them, I, I call them the, the virtual staffing center. Virtual staffing center. And what it does is once you sign up with them and submit all your documentation to them, every day you wake up, you can click on the jobs that's available. They post jobs that's available in your area. And you can click on the jobs you want to work that day because it tells you how many hours and how much money it will pay you. And at the end of that day, you get to pay. This is another addition to our world making us do whatever we want. Tommy, your generation, Ethan's generation, my son, I got a son y'all age and all that stuff. He's probably a little bit older. But, but this is the deal. Y'all are living in a time, and y'all don't know the other time, in a time where you're being taught to be entrepreneurs. Nothing wrong with that. Being taught to be independent. That's a little something wrong with that. Being taught that, you know, you know, you don't need other people because you can do your stuff on your own and you don't have to put in any hard work. And so you all, you all generation are at a place where hard work you're trying to avoid because the, the, the digitalization of our world is telling you you don't have to work hard. Just like I just told you about the job. So that job, you don't have to work hard anymore. So you don't have to do like we did, which was punch the clock at 8 o'clock, 8.30 in the morning and stay eight hours and take our lunch break and our two 15-minute breaks and serve and work hard and to get a paycheck. Y'all saying, that's later for that. I'm not doing that. I'm not knocking that. 
the times are different. But here's what I want you to pay attention to. God will not change the way his church operates. With all of what we're talking about, God will not change how his church operates. And how God's church operates is we need to be together. How God's church operates is we are a body and we feed off of one another. We help one another. How God's church operates is we need to come together and worship him together. So how God's church operates is through organization and, and structure and building. And that's what God's church does. And so Our world is saying later for that kind of stuff. You all don't know this. I'm telling you from the Holy Ghost. Oh, my God, my God, my God. Help me, Holy Ghost. Here is what the Holy Ghost is telling me. If you don't become spiritually in tune with God, you're not going to see how the devil is crafty and he's working in the background to get y'all so far away from me, to get y'all to stop believing in me, to get y'all to not want to do what I want y'all to do. And the more the devil introduced the systems of the world and you grab a hold to them, what's going to happen is you're going to desire to want things in the church to be like the things out in the world. And it can't be like that. God changed not and God will not succumb to that. You eat a Come and do what God wants you to do, or you can't remain. I am telling you, I'm feeling it in the Holy Ghost, that the devil is setting up, and he's doing things a certain way to strategically get you to get to not want to be in an organization, to not want you to be a part of a body, to not want you to be a structured and, and, and together people. He is doing everything he can. So when we try to preach and teach about unity, when we try to preach and teach about togetherness, when we try to preach and teach about we are a body, and guess what? I need you, and you need me, and we need one another because God built us as a body to say what your talents are may not be. Oh, God, help us today. Remember the scripture when he just said, I gave one, one talent. I gave one, two talents. I gave one, five talents. Guess what? He gave them different kind of talents. Oh, my God. And so the bottom line is we all have different kind of talents, and we need each other to make up the whole. You can't do it by yourself. I can't do it by myself, but together we can do what God wants us to do. Oh, help us, Jesus. Oh, help us, Jesus. Uh, Church, hear me today. Oh, hear me today. You've got to be careful what's pulling you in. You've got to be careful what you become accustomed to and what you start liking and what you start wanting to do. Because when you start wanting to do things on a level of by yourself, when you're wanting to do things to say, oh, I'm doing this on my own, I'm telling you, you're setting yourself up to lose out on the kingdom because the kingdom don't function like the world. The kingdom don't function as a solo individual act. The kingdom don't function. As no entrepreneur, the kingdom don't function that way. It functions with God being the king and we operating as a body together. My 
my God, my God, my God. What the, we got we to gotta hear the word of God today, church. This is just not another sermon I'm preaching. It's not just another message. God is speaking. And a lot of times we want to hear God's voice audibly, but it takes more than just you just hearing the God voice audibly. He gives us gifts. He gives us apostles. He gives us prophets. And he gives us evangelists, pastors, and teachers. He's giving gifts to the body. And you've got to hear from the gifts that he's given unto you. You've got to hear. You gotta hear. This is why we're here today. We're here to hear the word of God. We're here to worship God. We're here to experience his presence. We can't just come here just to get the word and go be on our own. One individual. That's not God's kingdom. That's not how it works. God has vested interest in you. He is he has great vested interest in you. He has given you all that you need to be successful. And now it's up to us how we go about making us successful and success in God's eye. Let me just help you with this. Success in God's eye is doing what God equipped you to do, not what you see other people do. Uh, I told him this morning that unfortunately our world is set up that we always want to show others who is ahead and and who is more successful. That's our world system. So here you go again. So we're always trying to say, look at me, how much more successful I am than you. And so we're all striving, not all, but the world is striving to, to, to try to get to a place where they can say, look at me too, I'm successful. And I said this morning, I says, and, and this is all through the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is really helping me this morning. This is all through the Holy Ghost. And so because our world, because it's so much more easier now to achieve and accomplish things that we couldn't do before, whether it's because we lack the understanding or lack the knowledge, it's just things we couldn't do 20 years ago that we can do today. So now people have have more availability to be to look at least more successful than we did 20 or 30 or 40 years ago and then the elitists decided man they're catching up to us and we we, we can't even really show who is really on top and who's not so you know what we're going to do we're going to design a way to get to space and only the elite of the elite can go to space so now we just got the gap back And this is how the world continues to go is we have to show the gap of who the successful people are and who the ones that are not successful successful are. And so when you live in the world, that's the rat race that you're in because you're trying to pursue, man, yeah, man, I want to be like Elon Musk one day and go to go to space. So now you are chasing a ghost trying to get to space because the world has set the tone to say this is success to go to space. And we got so many other things that we are chasing to say, this is success. In the kingdom of God, success is only about when you do what God required you to do. When you use the gifts, the talents, the treasures that God has given to you, when you use them the way God say you need to use them, is when you experience success. So it's like, it's like this. You can go all around our nation today and you can see churches of different size. Our world is saying the church with the greater number is the most successful church. That's what the world says. God says, I call that pastor to pastor 50 people because that's the ability that I give him. I gave him. I call this pastor the pastor, you know, 500 because I gave him that kind of ability. But guess what? Ready for this one? 
if he did what he was supposed to do in pastoring the 50 and he didn't do good in pastoring the 500, he is out of the will of God and he's in the will of God. We, we, we are missing this thing. We're missing it and not understanding. This is not about comparing and competing. This is about doing what God has equipped us to do. This is about doing what God has given to us for us to use to give glory unto God. All right. I've got 10 more minutes and I'm done. Probably before 10 more minutes. And so the guy that says, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid and went and hid my talent in the earth. Lo, that thou uh, hast that is thine. He was making an excuse. But our excuses does not prevent the, does not prevent the Lord's judgment. Here's a scripture for you, in case you didn't know the scripture was in the Bible. Romans chapter 1 verse 20 says, For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without. You don't want to read it? <laughs> I'm going to take a sip of water on that because they don't want to read it. Whoa, y'all got nervous. Like, ooh, ooh, I didn't know that was in the Bible. So that means even if you have a good excuse of not doing what you're supposed to do with what God has equipped you with, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're born again or you're not born again. God has given you gifts and talents. He has given you treasures. He has given you whatever you need before you was even formed in your mother's womb. So this is not a thing about, oh, as a Christian. No, he gave it to you before you became a Christian. And if you're not a Christian, you still got it. I need to stop. Oh, God, God is helping me. This is why (laughs) you think it's a coincidence why performers in our world perform so well. And y'all are like, oh, man, they're incredible. Adele is incredible, huh? And we can go on and on and on how incredible these performers are. Because they got the gift before they even got saved. And some of us have decided I'm going to use the gift for my own benefit. (laughs) This is why so many people are so good in our world performing today. Because what they're using is what God gave them. But they're deciding to use it for themselves and not for God. So you've got the gift. You don't have an excuse is what I'm telling you. You've got the talent. You don't have an excuse. You've got the ability to handle all that you need to handle. You don't have an excuse. Because God gave that to you before you didn't form in your mother's womb. And so we are without excuse. We are without excuse. The Lord has a vested interest in us, and he is soon coming to receive what he has vested in us. What are you doing with what the Lord has given you? What are you doing? Because a lot of times we want to put eternal life on do's and don'ts. Do's and don'ts. It's about fulfilling your purpose for why you were created by God. Not do's and don'ts. That's why people become religious. 
because they're walking around on do's and don'ts. When all God is saying is, I created you special, and I put into you talents and abilities and treasures that, that you will use, and, and it will be profitable to other people and to me. Now, what are you doing with it? And if we're doing whatever we want to profit ourselves, then it puts us in a tight spot because the Lord will not accept any excuses as we've already read. The Lord has a vested interest in us and he is coming to receive it, but he's also coming with his reward for us. (laughs) God is coming. And he's coming soon to receive his vested interest in us. But he's also coming with the reward he has for us. <laughs> Look at Luke chapter 12, verse 32. Look at what he says. <laughs> Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. You down here messing around with with a couple of dollars. <laughs> you down here messed around with a little bit of investment. <laughs> you down here messed around let all this stuff that is consuming your mind take your time away from God. When God says if you do what I tell you, I'm giving you a kingdom. My God, my God. He says if you do what you're supposed to do with what I've given you, you will inherit a kingdom. Not a, not a, you know, in, you know, in this life, in a nice neighborhood, nice upscale neighborhood, you get a five-bedroom and, you know, six bathrooms and, you know, tennis court in the back, basketball court in the back, swimming pool, all that stuff, and, you know, nice landscape. In your mind, man, I got, I've, I've, I've arrived in this country. I've got nice stuff right here. Look at it. My estate is worth, you know, whatever it's worth. And you feel like, man, I've got something here. That's cool. You can have that while you're here because I got a kingdom that's waiting on me. So you can have that nice yard you got, that nice swimming pool you got, all of those acres and all that stuff. Man, I'm not mad at you. I'm not hating. I'm just looking forward to my kingdom that's coming to me. The Lord said this is his good pleasure. He is not even mad. He is not raunchy about it. He is not like, man, I don't know why I got to give you this. He is glad. It is his pleasure to give his kingdom to us that did what he wanted us to do. And so I'm closing here. I'm closing here. Somebody say, Jesus is coming. Uh Uh-huh. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. The inspiration for this message today derived from Matthew 25, verse 24. That's the, the scripture that I was reading through, and it just jumped out at me. It says, then he which had received the one talent came and says, Lord, I knew thee. How can you know God and and not know how to please God? That's why that's why I started messing with me. He says, Lord, I knew thee. And then he called him a hard man, callous, cold blooded. How you going to know God and say he hard? No, it just means you didn't know God. Or. You really know God, but you are so wrapped up in what you desire and wrapped up in your fleshly desires that you start calling God out of his name. You start calling him cold and harsh. You start calling him a, calling him a hard man. 
because either you don't know him or you just want to do what you want to do and you're looking for a good excuse for him to accept what you're doing. I knew thee were a hard man, that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown and gathering where thou hast not strawed. Let me tell you this. I know some of you heard this, but some of you don't know. Faith is to have the knowledge of God and to know who he is and put your complete trust in him with that knowledge you have of him. That's what faith is. Servant did not have faith, but tried to pretend like he had faith. I knew thee. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. So the servant pretended that he had faith and endured. Cold, unreasonable, without compassion. That's what he tried to do to God because he did not have faith. When you don't have faith, you make excuses. When you're not living by faith, you come up with all kind of stuff to make God look like something is up with him. The Lord will not stay silent when anyone misrepresent him in word or in deed. Oh, he's going to show up and represent himself the right way. Bless you. In Luke chapter 18, verse number 8, closing here, it says, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? When you have faith, it makes you do something with what God has given you. When we're not doing what God wants us to do, it means we're lacking faith. Only when we're doing what God says that we're walking in faith. In Hebrews 11 and 6, the Bible says, but without faith, it's impossible to please him. If we don't have faith, we're not able to please God. We're not able to please God if we don't have faith. We need faith. For all the gifts and talents and treasures that God has bestowed in you and in you, you need to now begin to pray and say, God, I've been unfruitful. I've been a slothful servant for what you have vested in me. But I've heard your word. And now I come in repentance and ask for your forgiveness. For I want to move forward and begin to bear fruit. To begin to become fruitful. To begin to become productive. With all that you vested in me, Lord, I want to now do what you want me to do. Because when you come back, you're going to find faith in me. That's what it's talking about. When the Lord returns, will he find faith on the earth? It means, will you have faith when the Lord returns? Will you be still doing what God says to do when he returns? Because that's what will determine if you will be given the kingdom. Let's stand. Let's talk to the Lord just for a couple of minutes. You've heard the word. Don't let the word escape you. But talk to God right now and ask him to help you to understand it. Talk to God right now and ask him to help you to do what the word says. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ.
your word has gone forward, Lord God. You said your word will not go out and return unto you void, but it will accomplish that which you have sent it out to accomplish. Lord, whether good or bad, your word will accomplish what it's supposed to accomplish. And so, Lord, we humble ourselves today to let the word settle in our spirit now, to let the word settle in our heart now, to let the word take root in our soul and begin to grow, Lord God, to let the word, almighty God, move us, Lord Jesus, to action, Lord God. Oh, Father, as you reveal yourself to us, we have come to know you. And, Lord, we will not accuse you falsely, almighty God, because, Lord, you are compassionate. You are kind. Oh, God, you are love. And, Lord, you said you will never leave us nor forsake us. And so, Lord, we will not accuse you of, oh, God, being something other than who you are. You are the Lord God Almighty. You are the Lord God mighty in battle. And you have died and shed your blood that we can have eternal life. <laughs> oh God, now I pray that you will touch us today and help us, Almighty God, to become a doer of your word. The gifts, talents, oh God, the treasures, the time, the ability that you have given us, Lord God, to fulfill your word and your purpose. Let it be so, Lord God. Let it be so, Almighty God, that, Lord, if we're not saved today, we will get saved. If, Lord God, we've been stagnant in our walk of salvation, that you will quicken us by your spirit and help us, Lord God, to walk upright and by faith. I pray today in the name of Jesus that somebody will surrender to you and give their life to you. That somebody will say yes to your will. And yes, to your way. Father, speak to us today. As we leave this place, let your word rest upon us, Lord God. Let your presence, Lord God, guide us, almighty God. Let your strength be upon us, almighty God. For we're weak, but you are strong. And Lord, we know we can do all things through Christ, which strengthens us. Bless this church, Lord God, every individual in this church. Help us to see the way you want us to see and not be, oh God, uh, deceived by what's happening in our world, Lord God. We don't want to be misguided and misled by paying attention and putting our focus on this world. But we want to be led by your spirit and by your word that we will do that which is right and pleasing unto you. Father, bless us and keep us. Let your hand be upon us. Let your face shine upon us and be gracious unto us. If there's anybody here today and you've never surrendered your life to the Lord Jesus, why don't you surrender your life today? The Lord requires and commands that we repent of our sins and be baptized in Jesus' name. Oh, he will fill us with his spirit and we will live a life that is upright, righteous, holy. Oh, God, have your way in this place today. I thank you for bringing us together. For every person, Lord God, that have come together under the banner of Christ today in this house and wherever they are, viewing virtually, I pray that you will bless them. I pray that you will strengthen them. I pray, almighty God, that your will would be done in each and every one of our lives. As we give you the praise, as we give you the honor. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, somebody thank the Lord today. Somebody thank the Lord today. Somebody thank the Lord today. God is good.
God is great. God has spoken to us. Now let his will be done. Let his will be done in your life. Come on, let's thank him today. Oh, Jesus, we thank you. Oh, Jesus, we thank you. We bless your name, Lord. You're good, almighty God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Row on three Sundays in a row. You're doing good. You're doing good. You're doing good. Church, I love you. If there's anything that we can do to help you, please don't hesitate to ask us. God bless you. We have a little bit of stuff going on here for our building fund. We have some beef patties. Um, if, if, if my man Tommy want beef patty, if my man Brandon want beef patty, you give them beef patty, and I, I, I'm paying for it. Um, if y'all want um, cocoa bread or regular hard oat bread to go with it, go get it. I got you. So Tommy and Brandon, I, I know, I just realized that. Catherine, yes. I didn't give you none for me. She, yes, Catherine. Yes, Catherine. I got you too. Take care of Catherine too, please. Open the door and feed them, please. I got the money. God bless you, church. I love you. Have a great day.